the mindset of the investor is uh, is this going to return my fund are you going to be a venture scalable business my favorite part of this episode is when Samir breaks down an investment decision. You get to hear about the founder. It's so worth it. If you don't have a lot of time, I would say fast forward to the end and make sure you hit that part. Boom. I'm your host, Adam O'Donnell, and I'm on a mission to help founders oversubscribe their next round by learning from top VCs and entrepreneurs. Samir, so excited to have you on the Top VC Podcast. This is just a casual conversation, learning more about how you think uh, as someone who's been investing in a, a long time, you've had an incredible background. We're going to pull apart specific companies that you have, a company that you have invested in, and also some tips and tricks. First, start by maybe an industry trend that you're most excited about that your fund's all in. So, and by the way, Monta Vista Capital, I should mention, I'm a VC at Monta Vista Capital. So let's start there. Uh, we're a seed stage uh, fund uh, based in Mountain View, California. Uh, we, we focus solely on uh, B2B technology plays, so no direct-to-consumer. And a lot of infrastructure, a lot of infrastructure plays, you know, cloud, data, security. Frankly, even AIML disrupting any, you know, old industries. Uh, we're very excited about that. Uh, enterprise SaaS software. So one, you know, one area that continues to do well, and I think will continue to increasingly do well, is, uh, is, is security. You know, that's something we see increasingly hacks all the time. Um, cybersecurity is, in, is, is certainly a booming area. It's not taken as much of a hit based on other uh, sectors. Um, and then one personally, I mean, we as a fund have started increasingly looking at it like, like many have, you know, Web3, blockchain technologies and so on. This might sound strange by saying this, given that we're in a crypto winter as we speak, but our time horizon is a long one. You know, we are the seed stage, so we, we look 10 years out. And so uh, it is a fantastic time, actually, I feel to get into interesting plays, for example, infrastructure plays to do with blockchain, not necessarily the next token that comes out. So that's that's uh, that's an area that we're looking very closely at and very excited to invest in the right opportunities. You know, we have one uh, investment that's that helps you. It's a bridge between chains, between blockchains. You know, there's a lot of focus and hacks that happen between bridges, and that's an area of actual problem to be solved. Just as a small example, it's called Connect. It's a portfolio company. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, let's get right into some of, like, some of the most impactful tactics that you think founders should be doing who are trying to oversubscribe their next round. I get decks literally every day and I get pinged cold emails, you know, LinkedIn emails. Obviously, it goes without saying that if there is an intro, like a warm intro, that goes a long way. It's not always easy to do. I get it. But if you do have a friend or a contact who says, hey, this is an interesting play, look at it. There's a limited amount of social capital people have, right, when they do introductions. So that actually is, is a helpful move. Plus, as a recipient, as a VC, if I had received that just cold and I was sort of lukewarm, I may have passed. But the very fact that it's somebody, in, you know, a friend or a mutual contact, it compels me to look at it. Okay, so that's one tip I'm going to get. The warm intro is like right up there. Have you ever invested in a company that came through a cold outreach? You know, that's a very good question. In our funds, and by the way, we're pretty new. Uh, so the short answer is no, we're still on a third fund. We started 2014, Montevista Capital. And by the way, I should mention the person who started Venk Shukla, people in the audience might know, was a global president of Thai, which is like the largest, you know, uh, investing startup ecosystem there is um, uh, for Indians and, and otherwise. But yeah, the short answer is I'll have to look back and see if he actually did that for a, uh, it's, it's rare <laughs> in general. I found the same thing. I looked when I was in Associated Mighty Capital, I looked and not one of the companies when I was there 
yeah, had yeah. been invested in from a came into a cold outreach. So I just I just want to look at the data. I, I love that. So you're saying get the referral. You're right. Look, there could always be a sort of a needle in the haystack. So it's still, you know, make sure I look at stuff. I always, by the way, look at stuff. It just might take longer. Know your audience. What I mean by that is I get pitched and it makes me go, people clearly didn't look at Monta Vista Capital's website. We do not do direct to consumer, for example. So, you know, there's no point. We don't do series A. Uh, so the general idea is know your audience. You know, it's sort of analogous to when you apply for colleges, right? People say don't send a blanket. Uh, you know, it's very convenient to do that, but it helps to sort of customize it a little bit. And by the way, along those lines, as a founder, time is, is the most essential asset you really have. So you actually want to weed, weed out VCs as well as soon as you can. So when you do start corresponding with VCs very early on, I would say my advice would be get a good handle on, you know, what is what, what are the sectors they're involved in, what geography, um, is there a certain minimum ownership percentage they look for, right? Uh, how long does the process take? What are the check sizes? Because then you can say, okay, this is aligned with what I'm looking to raise versus not, and then you can just move on. Okay, that's, that's actually a very important thing to do hmm. um, as well. The other thing is when we get to the point of setting up meetings, and this is 45-minute meeting that's set up with the founder, it is so tragic, unfortunate, when the teams take almost all of it just to talk about what they're doing. And this is where Guy Kawakaski, you know, if you know his 10, 20, 30 principle that I adhere to, you don't have to take it literally, but it makes so much sense. But that, what I'm referring to is the 10 in the 10, 20, 30 is you don't really need more than 10 slides, if you will, if you think about it, right? Start with the problem that you're trying to solve. I mean, this sounds like a no-brainer, but often people go through like a few minutes and people are still scratching their heads as investors saying, what exactly are they doing? What are they trying to solve for? So what is the problem you're trying to solve? And by the way, this has to be a huge problem. This has to be a you know, must-have problem, not a, uh, not a nice-to-have or some investors would, you know, would call a, a vitamin, I guess, right? And then, of course, you know, what is your solution, your technology? Um, why are you well-suited to do it? What, what differentiating factor do you have? Why now? right? Um, know your competition. This is a, by the way, each one of these could be a slide on its own, right? Know your competitors. Um, how do you, what, what, what moat do you have? What defensibility do you have laid out there? Conveyed. The market, and this is sometimes actually, you know, when you give feedback to founders that, yeah, this is interesting, it could even be profitable, but it's not venture scalable. The market has to be big enough. Like the mindset of the investor is, uh, is this going to return my fund? Okay, think of it that way. Are you going to be a venture scalable business? And by the way, the analogy with the market, if you, if you recall our session that we were in, in the Venture Summit, there's a lot, the cliche on the, the jockey and the horse is talking about, talked about so much, but let's not forget the racetrack, which is, you know, the market that you're playing in. By the way, so talking of the jockey, the team, you, you got to, you know, outline, obviously the team, what we look for are a few things there, you know, one, uh, are people full-time or not, you know, you got skin in the game, are you committed or not? That makes actually a big difference. Uh, a controversial statement I'd make is I lean on having see, the, the, the concept of a sole, solo founder versus a co-founder. Obviously, you don't have to divvy up equity if you're a co-founder, yeah, if, if you're a solo founder, but it's a long journey. It helps to have a good co-founder around you. You know, it's going to be ups and downs. Someone who has the same values, but perhaps different, you know, complementary functional skills. Um, uh, by the way, fundraising is a, you know, business in its own, on its own, it takes a long time. And so it's good to have a team as well who can actually be there to run the business, if you will. I deviated away from the 10, 20, 30, but you, the 10 there is the slides on what, what one needs mm -hmm. to have, right? Uh, traction, demonstrate your traction you have, financial situation. Actually, this speaks volumes, right? When investors see some market validation, customer revenue, if you're a B2B SaaS play, what's your, what was your ARR last year? What's it this year? What does it look like based on pipeline next year? 
and and don't lose credibility please by saying you know you've got like uh, you know less than a million this year and it's going to be you know 15 next year i don't think the exact numbers actually ever matter honestly because no one's going to get it right looking forward uh, especially 3 plus years out is there a thought process what does the pipeline look at look mm. like where are you now what's where the track absolutely um so that's the 10 the 20 years you can convey all this in 20 minutes so we can leave time for discussions and q and a and that in the 10 20 30 rule in the 30 years you know uh refers to actually the font size because culturally a lot of people sometimes are used to being very busy be it in websites uh even in decks cramming a lot of stuff or you know really small font don't do that especially if you're approaching you know western vcs us vcs who are used to simplicity and and cleanliness so that that in general is something that i would say is from a from a pitch standpoint you don't need more than eight, you know 10 10 slides right there Heart of the matter, product fit. There's there's some soft elements of that that we look at when we have this dance in the correspondence. Is not just the element of a product market fit, but is there a founder market fit? You know, do you have the right background? Have you actually worked together with your co-founders? You know, your team and so on. What's the chemistry like? So, are you adaptable? You know, things will change, especially the seed stage. You you likely pivot. Are you able to learn and grow? Are you are you coachable? Right. These are things that we look for. This very very important actually. before uh, so before we before we invest and then finally a, a small thing is just on the deck sometimes i find i don't i don't want to advise people and say spend a lot of money on sort of you know spending money on design of the deck but it shouldn't be the other way either where you where the vc gets distracted because it's sort of like oh you know typos here grammatical errors there spend a little bit of money if you have to just make sure it's polished a little bit you get one bite of the apple right for each vc okay, i so love that, it but don't go over the top because just, just make it not distractible yeah yeah, I, yeah exactly exactly I think that's a great I think podcasting is the same way like it doesn't have to be like the the craziest thing ever um in like masters of scale quality but like don't make it distracting where the audio is bad which I I'm always struggling with one question I was going to ask is just around the team if you of all the features that I, we hear VCs talking about when they evaluate a team founder market fit track record the team had an exit before their full time you know the list goes on you can only pick one feature that you had for this one for a team what what would that be especially the seed stage would be it is true by the way even though the team slide may come later it's all about the you know the jockey as they say is the number one uh, dimension that we would invest in um coming across as really confident like knowing your stuff knowing your domain you know if an investor asks you a question we look for this person gets back with not just the response to the question but additional information showing that you really know your industry or your your product the market fit having the confidence not not cockiness or aggressiveness but the confidence actually that speaks volumes when we have the partnership meetings afterwards so uh, yeah it's tough mm. to sort of nail down one element uh, but these are the the multiple elements uh, that go along <laughs> i i love that you're saying i mean the the exit thing that's something i consistently hear when i when when i talk to vcs about that and then just knowing your market like you said um just cold and that's something that i i saw in some of the best pitches i saw where they were really short in the beginning like hey here's the problem we're working on here's our solution here's our traction and it literally took like 3 minutes in the pitch of mm-hmm. like a of like a 25 minute pitch and then it was like hey what questions do you have and right. then they had a slide for every question right. that we could think of mm-hmm. and they would just jump right to it and it was like okay <laughs> <laughs> they they know their stuff they weren't yeah. we weren't being pitched it was a conversation i i'm sure it's kind of what yeah, you said absolutely that goes such a long way and by the way you know we didn't touch upon this but for the founders advice also you're going to be giving the same pitch so many times which is good because it helps you perfect you, you see what we see the, the consistent questions that are coming in so you can know what to answer and by the way line up right obviously this goes without saying sort of like the college application analogy 
line up the VCs that you really want to work for, not to begin with, but sort of yep. along the way later, right? When you've got that got that down. Then, I mean, they're just some tactical things. Like we're yeah. in the you know we're in August. It's a slow month. I have folks on vacation right now in the company. So July, August tends to be slow. So it's not really the best time to go start, uh, you know, pitching and fundraising. Also, December, as you can imagine, is end of year. Uh, coming into September is actually a great time. People come back from holidays. You know, Q4 tends to be a good time. So just a, a tip that I want to, in this market, folks who are so used to what has happened in the last year, please don't be stubborn around valuation. I guess that's what I'm getting at for founders. Okay, because you want to exist. Now, I'm not saying just go and take everything that's sort of thrown at you. But unless one is living on a rock, there is a dramatic shift that has taken place in the macro you know, environment. And as a result, you know, conversations we used to have a year ago, for example, I'll give you an example, Adam. Like, we'll be talking pre-revenue and you know, founder uh, raising via a safe note, uh, looking, you know, saying 20 million uh, valuation cap. Those kind of conversations would just end right there today. So... Just want to throw that out there. Be mm. flexible, okay? Be flexible and that'll go a long way. You want um, to exist. <laughs> yeah, I want to exist, exactly. Also, if you, if you can actually convey that you have a fairly strict deadline, some timeline around when you want to wrap things up, that goes a long way. Because otherwise, you're just going to have VC sort of waiting around, trying to see anybody else interested, somebody waiting for a lead VC, you know, circling the hoop, as we call it. So that's uh, that's another mm. thing that helps from a founder's perspective, saying, you know what, we got we got other interests. Obviously, if it's genuine, genuine and not. Is that setting a date or is it setting a range? Like what? Because I, I don't say a range. You know, so, okay. so, for example, if you want to wrap up in a, in a month, then then convey that, especially if you've got interest. Otherwise, this process can drag on for like a quarter, and you don't really want that because you want to get back to your business. You got to have uh, competence to set a date though, from what I've found. Cause it's like, Hey, like if you go past that and you don't take it seriously, then all of a sudden everyone you're talking to is like, right. okay. Right. So right. I, I exactly. that's, that's good. Exactly. And then look, the other thing is just, I mean, this goes without saying, but networking with VC, the sort of like relationship building in general, start the process well in advance. I have someone I just spoke to running out of cash in three months. And I said, Whoa, start the process nine months a year, but you know, when you actually really don't need to be raising money, that's when you really should be starting connecting VCs, getting the social connections going, relationship building goes a long way. That's a lesson in life for all of us, mm. but certainly true in the VC world. Look, I can go on and on, but in the interest of time, let me let me stop here. And that's if anyone wants to reach out to me, and you know, I'm happy to, you know, obviously it's tough to choose one baby amongst all your all your children, but uh, if I had to pick one, I'll just say one that we're excited about is Jitsu uh, dot AI uh, from a from a third fund. So Jitsu is uh, distributed SQL query engine, but it is what I'd like to say, uh, what I would like to say, and of course, you're going to say I have a dog, you know, dog in the race here is a, is a, is a game changer. We, we really do believe that uh, the founder, Vikram Joshi, is a serial entrepreneur. He's well known, actually, to the founder of Monta Vista Capital over the years, mm -hmm. so that obviously goes a long way as well. The, the particular appeal of Jitsu.ai, Adam, you know, the trend right now is increasingly now firms are moving data into the cloud. Even those that were up playing sort of behind the curve, um, mm. have been hesitant all these years, are now moving to the cloud. Mm -hmm. What they then face down the road is the costs, the data costs, the TCO just zooms up, okay? Because it's a very big issue when you start processing data in the cloud and you ramp up. What Jitsu does, and people who are evaluated, this is, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating, you're going to have significant cloud savings, uh, cost savings, mm. data processing in the cloud. So this this only is for folks who actually have, who are doing analysis of data in the cloud. And when I say significant, I'm not talking you know, 2x, I'm talking, I think, 5x. Uh, uh, speed is much faster than, than existing. You know, I've used my teams, by the way, in the introduction, like I've 
I've led analytics and data science teams for a decade plus now, the chief analytics officer in multiple firms, right? Uh, Orbitz, which we sold to Expedia, and you mentioned GoDaddy, a semantic subsidiary, and so on. Uh, recently at Apple, I was heading Siri data science product product insights doing. So, you know, the tools that are out there, you know, um, be it Presto, be it Spark, teams that are, you that are, for example, have Snowflake, uh, data breaks, what have you, data warehouse, cloud data warehouses in, uh, in play. I would really encourage you to talk to us um, because what you see is there's there's very smart and I let Vikram of course do justice to the to the technical magic under the hood, but you know it's for example most solutions out there leverage memory and this one you know Jitsu very smartly uh, intelligently would would look to uh, lean on SSD instead of memory. There's this leveraging uh, database hypervisor. There's this AI relational compute engine and so on and so yeah. forth. It is kick-ass, if I may use that word. We are very excited about it. And uh, I, a lot of uh, firms who are actually valuing are super excited about it. So jitsu.ai would be one That's, that I would showcase. They had a relationship with the founder of Monta Vista already. So like the the equity, just like personally and, and trust uh, is their track record. The right. founder had had multiple ex exits and been a founder for a long time. And then the, the 10X improvement on the existing, it's not just 2X. And I think that that is an interesting thing. My, um, my, my wife uh, worked for Genentech for about 15 years. And in the healthcare world, if you don't create a drug that's like 10X better, then you're not going to get approval. If, if you're just a little bit better, the FDA isn't going to do uh -huh. it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, that's it's that's the same law that applies, except we can actually build a company and you can sell something, but no one's gonna actually buy it unless it's significantly better. Well said. Well said. And and the problem being solved, again, just to re-emphasize that, it's a real problem, folks. <laughs> yes. Cloud costs. People get a, a sticker shock later as you go down the process. And so, you know, Jitsu has thought through that and it's like, yeah, we, we got a solution here, folks. That's so good. Yeah. When you see that bill and your CFO is like, what are you doing? I thought, I know AI sounds cool, but like, this is crazy costs. We're not like, we can't afford to keep doing this. This is the solution. Samir, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Best way to reach out to you. Is it Twitter or LinkedIn? LinkedIn would be best. And then I'll take it from there. Awesome. Thank Boom. you so much. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Top VC Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Adam O'Donnell. Check out my LinkedIn. Always willing to reach out, connect if you have questions, if you want introductions. There's a lot more than just a podcast. Boom.